Hello and welcome to The Sanctuary, a safe space to speak from the heart. I'm your host, Israel, and my guest today, super talented, yogi, dancer, and someone I've been dying to talk to since I saw her uh, in the Submotion Orchestra video. Thank you so much for coming to The Sanctuary today, Lady Mitchell. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yo, okay, I'm just going to start where it's that for me. So, so Motion Orchestra is a band I love. I love, 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 love. And um, they had a song, It's Hard to Stay. And and here's the thing about that song. It's really, really beautiful, but it's also really, really sad, right? So, um, and, you know, I I saw the video and I wasn't sure what what I was expecting, but then, you know, these two amazing dancers are telling this beautiful yet sad story through their bodies. And I was like, who are these people? <laughs> it was beautiful. Uh, so how did that happen? Oh, that it, that seemed like years ago. But thank you for bringing it up again. Yeah, so I am still in contact with Theo, who choreographed. Um, and that's who I was dancing with, really. And we were with... We're very close friends, so I think working together that intimately and moving in that way um, is phenomenal. Right. So, like, have you always danced? Like, how did you get into dancing? Okay, yeah. So, um, I started dancing very young. You know, one of those little toddlers who always dance. So, from the community centres where I used to study the jazz and the ballet and all the commercial classes that were on on the weekends and after school clubs um i think really it began when i went to brit school in london so that was the age of 16. that was a good couple of years of coming from like an an academic kind of school into a place where you're amongst like-minded people all talented in their own artistry getting together and that really inspired me really to train then through laban i did a few uh, years at a degree and then I did a postgraduate degree and it just it just kind of went from there really so like the Brit school is it one of those schools you have to audition to enter yeah you do <laughs> <laughs> do you remember your audition I do remember I, I briefly remember some kind of improvisation that I had to do but apart from that I can't I would never do auditions now I think I'm too scared when you're younger I had like I had no fear. I think I just went into these things that, and like now when you're slightly older, you're like, mm. but now it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Why though? Like I mean, you have all these set of skills and these experiences over the years, so like it should be like okay, I'm going to deliver this, right? I think. In terms of the movement stuff. R- right, right. Yeah, I mean. I think in terms of where my career went, the reason why I'm I'm saying it like that is because I I spent like a big chunk of my career studying the art of yoga. And for me, for some reason, I I allow dance to kind of go onto one side slightly. And it's only kind of now in the last couple of years that I'm realizing that actually they're completely integrated. And and movement, free movement, whether you call it dance, or whether you just call it yoga, or whether you just call it movement or mind-body connection, is like I realized that what I was getting is exactly the same thing. I was in my body, I was moving with my from my heart, and it became the same thing for me. Mm. How did that discovery come about? Hmm. 
I think just through time, through looking at yourself, through, I think through more and more peeling back the layers that stop you from really focusing on what is it that I want to do? What is it that makes me feel joy? Um, and I think back in the day when I was younger, that's why I said about this confidence, that's all I knew. You know, that's all I knew. I just had dance and that's all I wanted to pursue. And then I realized there were other aspects of my being that I was interested in. Mm. And then I realized, although that's the kind of the data, the information part of it, I already kind of knew that because I was in the flow state. If you know what I mean, I was in the creative flow. Um, so I, I think it just comes about through through practice. Yoga is a practice, right? It's this this is a journey, it's a practice. And the more kind of self-work that you do, the more you kind of go more and more towards what brings you joy, I think. Mm. Let's talk a bit about the Brit School. Because, like, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty big deal. I know you went through there years ago, but it's kind of a big deal. You get into this school. How was it? How was it for you to experience the years that you're in the Brit school? My experience of the Brit school was amazing. I always look back at that time when I was 16 to 18 and I enjoyed myself. I was allowed to be creative. You know, before that you were, what we were doing, our GCSEs and, you know, it's very academic. And if you did want to study something like dance or music, it would have to be a hobby in the evening. And, and now we were arriving in our academic space and we were just doing what we love. For me, that was my perspective on it. So although it was hard and it was an easy process, I think that age and my perception of that time was really, really fun. Really mm. fun. Mm. And uh, what are some things that stuck with you over the years from the Brit School? Mm. Like memories. Right. There's loads. I mean, I think the, the kind of gems of it is some of my best friends. Yeah, including TJ, actually. I have a lot of friends um, that actually weren't in my year. Um, I think I just want, I love them. I'm going to search for them. But I think <laughs> if I was to talk, you know, if I was to talk about the gems, obviously it was the training and the inspiration that I was around. Um, but it was meeting like-minded people at that age, which you can continue to grow and evolve with throughout mm. your adulthood. Right. And, you know, the thing about dancing, I can't dance. Well, like I what know. you do. I know, I know. You keep saying his movements, but right. You know, so I'm watching like a TV show of dancing. And one thing that always stands out to me with dancers is like there's so much discipline. Because like you, you know, you have hours and hours of just doing the same thing. And then there's so much physicality involved, right? Like you're making your body yeah. do this amazing things so um like you know while you're still at the preschool like where there's sometimes where it was just too much um i mean you're talking like a lot of time years ago i mean that was like oh a very long time ago so i mean I can't, I, I don't think it was mentally that stressful. I mean, the challenge of, like you said, being in your body and working your body from morning to evening right. is not easy. You know, especially when um, it's not so much nowadays, but you, you definitely used to get, oh, you're, you're, you're studying dance, like it's not hard. You're studying, mm. oh, it's not hard. And like, really, like some, some universities and some courses, I, I know that people used to go to like one lecture a week or and then that's it for the week. And I was like, oh my God, if only we... 
we had to arrive at like seven and we had to leave at a certain time and and it was hardcore on the body and we had so I'm not saying there's better or worse but it, it was demanding on the body but I think at that time when you're youthful and you're inspired then it's all part of the journey mm. now talking of that journey um how did it lead you to yoga yeah yeah i mean from so from the brit school was quite young studying more into my degree and my postgraduate degree and then when i was doing a bit more of my professional work i guess yoga's always been something that was applied during our training um more so in some institutions and companies than others but we definitely knew what yoga was and i also i used to practice but more so in terms of body conditioning um i guess I had an operation, I had a hernia and it was kind of in a, in a month of a couple of contracts and what I decided to do is when I was going to come back from my my kind of operation, I wanted to to kind of supplement, you know, the times when I wasn't dancing, I wanted to supplement with like maybe teaching yoga or studying a bit more yoga mm. um, because at that time I was working in bars so I was doing more the bar work and like the late night and studying in the day Um yeah, so that's really how it came about. Mm. And then, like, um, you know, so you found yoga, it made you better. At what point did you think, okay, this is something that's working for me, I'd love to share with other people? Yeah. I think it's just the more I delve into this work, I mean, it's been years and years now, and the more, the more you, like, and I guess, I speak from my perspective, the more I've sincerely delved into looking at myself the more this philosophy just unravels to me and it's phenomenal and it and you realize that like even studying it and learning and practice for years and years it's like the the tip of the iceberg and the evolution of this practice comes with self-development the more you become aware of this yourself the more you do feel like you're growing um and and it became really interesting to me. I mean, I've suffered from different episodes of depression, anxiety, and it became very much like I was going into the same kind of low emotions maybe every year until one day I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, why is this happening all the time? Like in a certain way, in a certain scenario, I would like to understand my emotions a little bit more and my mm. mental health a little bit more so that I can learn about this stuff. And it was really about me, yeah? It was really about how can I help myself? And then and then when you said about the question about sharing, I think it's a, never, a natural evolution. If you find something that has worked for you, if you found something that has pulled you out of the darkness, then all you would want to do is say, you know what, there are there are different tools that you can offer like to other people and help them. And that's where I think I'm at the stage of my career now is that this is what I want to do. Like I'm quite um, confident at work because they have worked for me. And the way that I, I share it and practice is not for everybody, but I'm not unique in the fact that it has worked for me and I'm pretty sure it will work for a few other people as well. Mm, mm. You know, there, there's that whole, I did this thing, it works for me, you know, and if you've experienced something similar to me and you do this thing, there's a very good possibility it's going to work for you too. Um, so, mm. you know, you've done all this training, dancing, um, and then did you go to any yoga training? 
Yeah, so I guess within a few years of my professional career when I decided I I did a initial training in London and I think that, yeah, um, 2011, 12, I think, um, just to get a certificate, I wanted a teacher. I was practicing a lot before then I was pra and I was teaching movement and somatic movement as well. Um, and then since then, I've just taken a... I've taken quite a few courses as well and been interested in not just one specific style of yoga as well, just learning from different styles and um, the moment I'm really interested in more of the uh, the mind aspect and mindfulness aspect of it. So that's where I'm going with it now and I think the different, when I feel inspired to learn a different subject then I, I seek that knowledge. So. That's how kind of my courses have been going. Right, right. You know, and, that, and that's something I love how it says, you know, yoga, mindfulness teacher. Um, you know, so you teach people yoga, but you bring mindfulness in it. And especially these, like, like just globally with the pandemic, mindfulness is something that is really, really important. But you started doing this work before COVID started. Um, what things were you doing? And then when COVID changed, what did you have, when COVID came, what did you have to change with your yoga and mindfulness practice? Okay, so during, during lockdown, I think that's when I became completely interested in mindfulness. It's where, I mean, even what I was offering on a on a same, kind of like a career teacher level, I, I do teach dynamic classes, absolutely. But during the time of lockdown, I kind of really had a sense that, yes, it's important to move the body, but a lot more people are struggling mentally. Like, we need to get through this. We need to understand this. And this right now is more important than the handstand. You know, this right now, of learning how to be still in our deep emotions right now is more important than doing certain things not saying completely i'm just saying in balance when it was really mm. heavy do you know when i and and um and again i'm saying this because that wasn't the case for everybody i knew a lot of my friends that were they, they really had to work their body because that was their way of kind of releasing and finding that connection but for me personally it was like immediately it's like slap in the face to say this is an opportunity um you know what have i what is there what is presented with me now and what can I do with the situation that I'm in now? Um, and I think when that happened, it was like, okay, I can't go out for inspiration anymore. I have to sit with myself and kind of find my inspiration mm. in within myself. Mm. Mm. And um, with your mindfulness practice, <clears throat> with your mindfulness practice, what are some things you do? Very simple. I think that, the act of mindfulness is really about just being aware that you have, for me, it's overcut. So a power of awareness. So I think that's the key is that I think what mindfulness allows is us an understanding that there are a lot of stuff that happens to us, right? Externally that we're out of our mm. control, but we have an awareness and that just means we can focus our attention onto something that we choose. Mm. And I think we often forget about it. It's so simple. It's so simple, but it's understanding, you know, when we are in those states of anxiety and depression, when the mind is going crazy, that actually under all of that, we have the power to bring our attention onto something that is going to serve us. 
And in terms of like mindfulness and techniques where we, we create like really simple things to do, it would be like, can I sit and can I just focus on my breath? Or can I sit and, and can I just open my ears and be receptive to sound? And, and you know, the mind is gonna go crazy and it's not about that because we're gonna drift off, but it's the practice of just doing that simple thing. Can I, every time my mind floats away, can I have the willpower to be like, no, I have power of my awareness, I'm gonna focus back on my breath. And it's simple. And I think the practice is so simple that sometimes the brain overcomplicates it, right? Because everything's going on. But I'm not saying it's easy. This stuff isn't easy, but it is accessible mm. and it's available. Um, and we can practice. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, let, you know, I'll come back to mindfulness and yoga, but let's talk about some of the companies that you've worked with, you know, like Nike, Block, Puma, Adidas. Um, how do you decide on what company you work with, you know, between your, you know, values and, and the mindfulness you practice? Yeah. I mean, I would say, in honesty, when I was starting, I was kind of saying yes to everything. The exposure of having the opportunity to share this stuff, for me, was so excited that if companies came and said, can you speak at this event, I would absolutely make the most of that opportunity because, like, yes, I have an opportunity to meet people, to feel the vibe of, I had an, and a lot of it is I have an opportunity for, for people to see who I am um, and what I have to share. I mean, I am I am much more cautious, not cautious, um, but but mindful, I guess, in terms of companies that I do work with um, now. Um, just in terms of, you know, I'm on a mission. We're all on different missions in terms of this lifetime, and if certain brands or certain ethos doesn't really um, complement that mission of like sharing love and exclusivity and equality and diversity, then um, which I was very mindful of before, but now it's like no, like I have the power to make my own way, and I don't need necessarily the companies to. Um, to kind of use me if they're inauthentic mm. in their kind of moral, mm. if you know what I mean. Um, and for me, that becomes very clear now. Energetic work, um, energy work is amazing. You could just have, you just have a sense, you know. I mean, most people are very intuitive and it's just about listening to your intuition. And if you're vibing or somebody, like when I met you, I was like, let's go. And you know when we met and then you're like, you made me laugh. And I was like, you know what? You're, you've made I can get you I understand where mm. you're coming from and um, yeah right that's what you I know do. talking of the vibes thing um, like I, I mean I, I, I guess I don't know much about energy work it's all new to me but something that stood out to me you know reading about you is how you see you know using movements you make the mind and the body come together to work to make the world better what you know want to share a bit about that what is that about <laughs> yeah you know when i say this simplicity so the purpose for me again i have to speak from my perspective because i think you have to realize even the philosophy of yoga is coming from people's perspectives here they're coming from their teachers viewpoints and i have to be very clear this is my own journey and this is what i kind of 
Um, so for me, the process of yoga has been more and more, especially the more I've been practicing about stripping back. So like I said before, it's, it's a lot of the, the moment of this idea of consumerism and I'm, and I'm lack and sparse that we need yoga to add something, add, 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 add. You know, whether it's a physical strength, whether it's I want to be here and not think. And for me, it's about the complete opposite. It's being able to create a relationship with your awareness that you are, you're searching deeper than all of that stuff. Because all of that stuff is just stuff. It's beliefs, it's neuropathways in your brain, it's narrative, it's stuff. So in terms of when I talk about dance, you know, like this, like mindfulness, when you move, when you dance, all you're thinking about is the music in your body. Yeah, your mind's not thinking about, I gotta get this in Sainsbury's, and then I gotta go and get my coffee, and then I got, you know, you don't, your, your, bra your brain is thinking mm. about your body, right? And then there's a connection. Now, when there's a connection of your mind and your body, you are present. Yeah, because in this lifetime, you can't be anywhere without this body. So if I feel my body, I know mm. that I'm here. Mm. And then when we're present, we vibrate so much and we're in the vibration of love. And that's why I say in terms of how it can radically resonate and vibrate mm. globally is the simplicity of that understanding. The understanding that all the other stuff is just stuff. <laughs> yeah we do have to have a little bit to get through this life but it's just stuff and it's just fault and it's just objects and it makes us feel good and we're here to enjoy the fruits of this world and, and take care of it but at the end of it we are we are love and you are love and we're exactly right. the same thing you know someone is going to say like you know you are this level of enlightenment that they might never attain. <laughs> You're already shaking your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. I love it. Right, right. Because, you know, they'll be like, oh, you know. You know what? You know what I would say to that? I would say to that, I'll take them for a coffee. And then you'll see how crazy I am. Like, <laughs> I love them. First of all, I'm not enlightened. And second of all, I also speak about the fact that I am great. Like, just talk to my sister, my partner. Like, I'm, I'm not all there sometimes, but I'm embracing <laughs> the fact. <laughs> I'm embracing the fact that this is my mm. truth. This is how I feel. This is how my. This is how I. This is my mm. perspective of this world, and, and my view counts just as much as any other views counts. And that's all it is. It's kind of the sense that you know, it's a. It's a building up an inner self-love mm. and inner self-confidence where you can stand into a room and this is not by force. This is not by force. This is not um, by ego because ego can show its face and be very arrogant. It's nothing to do with that. It's being able to stand in a room and say, you know what? I had this experience yesterday. Did anybody else have the experience? Because I'm pretty sure most of the people that would say I'm enlightened will have the same experiences that I have, but they don't speak about it. Or they haven't been told to listen to it. Or you've lived in a culture where they said, no, that's wrong, it makes you feel mad. Whereas you take yourself out of that environment, you put yourself within your tribe and you realize you're not alone. You're literally just feeling and vibrating and you're, you're awakening to a lot of other feelings in the body. 
And, and that's, that's literally what it is. That doesn't mean that I don't act like a mad woman often. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I do have a bad tongue, you know, and, but I'm definitely, I can hands up and I'm confident to say I've, I've, mm. I've come a long, long way. And I think I need to kind of really respect in that, that I've come a long, long way in terms of this work. And I think sometimes you do have to stop and think and be like, wow, well, how was I mm. like a few years ago, mm. you know? And then because you stopped the other day, I stopped, I was like, I want, I was in such a whirlwind and I stopped and I just, I realized that everything I wanted, I literally have underneath my feet. Like, and I just, it was a moment of gratitude. And this is all it is. This work just provides you with that. It provides you with these moments of overwhelming gratitude to be like, thank you. I'm okay. I'm on the right path. And I trust in myself. That's all it provides. You know, it's not about levitating, <laughs> although I'd love to. <laughs> I try and I continue to work my brain so I try and I'm sure people can. But, you know, let's make this about the modern day now. What can we use about now? And, yeah, it provides you a lot of things and it's not complicated. It just takes a little bit of perseverance to go mm. beyond your comfort zone. Oh, uh, well, okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Uh, because yeah, you know, when, when you talk and, you know, I listen, it's like, holy shit, like you've been on this journey forever. But something you mentioned that came to me is, you know, when you are in your tribe and, you know, basically like your community and that's something you uh, cultivate a lot, right? Because um, one of the things you do is like you have these Zoom sessions. Like, were you doing in person before before the pandemic and do you find that now with it being on Zoom, you your community even grew wider? Yeah, exactly. I mean, when I talk about tribe, I would like to say as well, it's like a thing that I'm learning myself because if I speak really openly, I, I feel like a lot of my lifetime, although I have beautiful friends and family and they all understand me and, um, and, and I understand that at a certain level, you know, there are certain friends and family that if I speak about this stuff, it it's not very um, interesting. Not interest, not not interest, not in a bad way, but if you know what I mean. And I've realised looking like back in the day and years, but actually now I'm in adulthood and I can be like, no, I have a bit of self confidence. I'm interested in this, and then all it requires is a little bit of um, speaking of truth to find your click. And that's why I say. And that's why I decided over lockdown is to be the person to initiate that because what I found is that I was getting the responses and questions from people, people that I knew, like in, in, and in lockdown, people knew, knew um, clients and friends that are around the world, mm. but they're all interested in the same thing, you know, had the same questions. And I was like, wow, imagine if all these women and men and all these people just had a space where you can mm. just, I'll talk about it. And then, you know, you'll get people like, oh, I get it. Or, oh, that's what I was thinking of that. I know, <laughs> because we think about like, we all think we're alone in our thinking, but quite often we're not, you know, quite often we are, mm. we're going mm. through the same things. We're going through the same things, just different kind of like, and we just have to speak about it to acknowledge, wow, right. wow, we're actually quite the same. 
in there but yeah in terms of in lockdown it's really helped me access you know people from all around the world mm. and that's been a real mm. real so real what's blessing. like a typical session on your zoom like those is it fridays you do it i can't recall what Um, so I think the ones you're mentioning is the free, Mondays, the free meditation yeah, yeah, yeah. that I do on a Monday. So it's UK time at nine. Um, so what I was doing there is a, it's a up to 20 minute mindful meditation, which I do. Anybody can come. It's free. You can have your camera on and off. Um, things are starting to move now in terms of London. So um, people are going to work and can't necessarily access that live. But I do record and put mm. them on my website in case people can't make it. Um, but the kind of um, format of it for me was very, very casual. I didn't want it to be too um, strict on my behalf because I was still dealing with the effects of, you know, lockdown myself. So and and also what I could offer. And I just talk for about sometimes I talk for a minute. Sometimes I talk for 10 minutes or maybe a subject. Um, it could be about yoga philosophy or, or mental health awareness. So maybe it's been a lot about energy work, like what is energy and what is consciousness? What is the subconscious? It's anything really that I just speak about. And then we would just meditate for 20 minutes and yeah. then we'd see each other the following week. So it's been beautiful. Yeah. Um, really you know, doing yeah. that, especially during the lockdown, I'm, I'm sure it's very important for some people, you know, mentally talking about mindfulness also, um but like now life is opening up um things like what you do with block like is it still going to be online or is it going to be more in people in person now well i think both um i think that the studios in london have only opened on monday so they've only opened four days so we we're gonna have to have a just a see like um the appetite to come into studios. I mean, I know a few people that are still wanting to do things online, um, but I do feel like there's an appetite to actually get back into person and, and do these classes. So I think the nature of the industry has radically changed in that I think a, there's a lot more accessibility on demand and live classes that mm. are going to be online. I don't think that's going to go away necessarily, but um, I do feel like you don't get... There's something you don't get from live sessions, right? Being around people and, yeah, just being with people, really. Exactly. And, with people. and that leads me to this question. Experience. So on Block, on your Instagram, there was a video of you, just like, you know, maybe like a, a one-minute clip of your of your v, of your session of what it's like. Um, of shooting now, what is the process for you? Like, how does it feel doing that versus doing it with people in the studio? Yeah, I mean, I became accustomed to doing things online because I had to, and the nature of us as chameleons, we have to, but I came into this work to be with people, and I found it really hard, if I'm honest, to, I mean, I used to, I mean, I still do, really, but I teach my classes, like, so close to the camera, and it doesn't make a difference, but for me, it's like, oh, but I'm waiting for you. And, everyone just looks at my, and then I realize what I'm doing, I'm like, sorry, you don't need to see my eyes. <laughs> But that's what I've been doing and it's like I I also really have loved, you know, when you're in a studio and I guess you, you can absolutely do online and distant healing. But for me when I was like in the studio, it's 
It's like taking mm. people on a journey and, and meeting people where they are and, and playing right. with different things which you don't get online. Um, so I'm, I'm really enjoying this process, mm. this slow process mm. of getting back into the studios so with people. do you ever, like, just create choreography? I know, you know, you talk more about movements, but do you ever just create choreography again? Because, like, I, I think, you know... Um, the hard to stay video is some i watch it like every couple of weeks and i don't know why because i think in my mind it's like this love story of this couple that are not together anymore and then they are trying to go back to what they were before that's how i see the video i'm like okay i know you say your friend tj created that but like is choreography something you ever used to do still do or it's all about movement you have mindfulness now Well, I, to be, yeah, I think it's interesting because although I don't think the word choreography and choreographing was ever like a really, really prominent passion, even when I was studying, I knew, I know a lot of friends that were doing choreography along with their um, dance training. But the funny thing is, is like, I would love to choreograph something now because my under, my understanding of what choreography is, is very different. And I prefer actually, if I if I take the word the way choreography, I work with essence and feeling and improvisation. So I understand now what I would want to do. I think back in the day in terms of choreography, I wouldn't mm. really know because what I would what I what do I want to express through that? But in terms of all of my videos, every video I do is mm. improvisation. I, I never ever choreograph. I've never choreographed everything. So every and a lot of my videos, you know, I don't spend time, I, I, it takes me a couple minutes. If I'm inspired, I, I just move my body and I feel it. And it, that's how, that's the, that that's be my process. And I think when you talk about choreographing, I would, and I am, and I, yeah, I'm going to do this and put it out there. Right. I'd love to see kind of my methodology on other bodies. So it's not just me. Um, and my camera and my imageries and my but but the 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 feeling of it the philosophy the the, the mythology of the, the way that I move and to create a flow state to create that meditative state I would really love to see this on other bodies and this is where the art stuff comes in this is where I really want to start doing my well I oh. am doing I'm in the Do process of creating that? something for that um, so yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's it's all in idea stages, but I am absolutely going to be putting my work along with other works, and hopefully we'll get yeah. It's we will, we will when it's ready. Because we'll like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, we totally should. <laughs> right? Okay, cool. I'll be sure to look out for baby, that. Because yeah, um, so, yeah, um, I was always yeah. thinking, you know, when okay. you move, right, and or maybe it's just me about reading things, but it's like when you move you are in that movement, you know, whether it's a dance or whatever it is you're doing. And I remember watching that block clip and thinking, okay, you know, you know the camera's on you, but but it's almost like those things didn't exist and you're just talking to this one person. And it was like, oh, wow, wow, wow. Is that, like, was I over reading that yeah. or was that what it was? Yeah, yeah no, I didn't. That's true. And, you know, I, I had to trust in that because... Like the way that I'm not saying my way is unique because everyone teaches in a u unique way, but you know, I loved closing my eyes. Like I, 
the way that I teach is, is that I can feel what you're feeling. So if I know that you're feeling this in your shoulder, I can be able to tell you what you're going to do or what you need to do for that shoulder. So um, I feel like just through practice and, you know, just through practice and the confidence that that's, that's, that's how I, that's how I verbalize movement through feeling. It means that I, I kind of have to mm. and, and practice being able to close my eyes and switch off from the external and be able to trust that right now, when we talked about power of awareness right now, I need to mm. bring all of my power, mm. my energy into myself because that's what I want to share. And if I'm focusing too much on external, mm. then all I'm sharing is stuff that I memorized, right? That becomes information and data. That's not body intelligence. That's not a sharing. That's not a channeling. That's more. And you need a bit of both. I'm not saying absolutely. No, sometimes I absolutely do more dynamic and the biomechanical bit because I think knowing how your body functions is very important and it changes your world. <laughs> it really does. So that's also very important. And obviously if I do that and I'm, I'm holding yeah. somebody, I'm not going to close my eyes and like try and deep and get mm, deep into their soul. Mm, but mm. when you need to, there's Does a it ever get too it, much right? though? Like, you know, the, the level of connection you have with the people you work with? Yeah, every day, if I'm honest. <laughs> and how do you way. handle that like no I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, being I'm, I'm being honest i mean because this stuff is heavy i think people don't right. realize it's not when you open up to the truth it's like the matrix you're opening up to the truth exactly you know like yeah yeah it's not easy it's not easy going down to the shop when your eyes are open you're seeing stuff and you're dealing with your own stuff and you're like, I haven't quite worked out what's going on. It is, it's hard. Mm. And I'm not saying, you know, I would never stop this journey. Like you, we have to realize that there is a thing called yin and the yang. And if you do want this stuff, you have to come with this stuff because that's the way that energy works. Everything has an equal opposite. That's how motion mm. works. So you can live within the boundaries of a box and only feel a spectrum of emotion that is, okay, I'm comfortable. I don't really want to be there because it's like I'm going to stay here. Or you can be like, you know what? If I expand my heart, mm. if I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to embrace that. I can get what I want in this lifetime. I can live through love. I can help people. That's going to come with a consequence. And the thing is, it's not saying that it will bring you down. It's just saying, now this is where the yoga comes in. This is where you use your tools. You use your stuff that you build. You get your strong body. You get your breath work. You have these tools and things in place because you know that it's come in. Mm. You know that you need to have the resilience now to deal with both because this is your mm. dharma. This is what you're meant to do once you're there. You're, and uh, yeah, it, it, once you're kind of there and you're, you're understanding that your words have wisdom, I'm not saying mine have necessarily, but I'm just saying, you know, when you understand that our words have wisdom, mm -hmm. our words create a vibration, it becomes something like if you're aware of it, then it's up to you. Do you want to take that mission on or do you want to sit with knowing that I'm aware of all this stuff, but I want to be comfortable? Mm. Yeah, because I'm happy being comfortable. That's, that's just what you want to, that's what you have to take really. 
Right. Yeah. You know, because I'm thinking, I mean, it's good you said the Matrix because that, you know, kind of puts it in context because I'm like doing all these things, opening yourself up, going this deep. It, it, it has to be difficult. Right. But then I also like that you say how you handle it. So, you know, thank you for sharing that. Uh, I want to let you go soon, but I need to know, though, um, like, uh, you know, so it's mind and body right and and then there are things you do to take care of your mind but what are things you do to take care of your body well i absolutely practice yoga so i mean i did the thing is i during the p during um lockdown actually i i hired my friend to do pt sessions or like online and when we could finally meet each other in the park um but mainly it was it's yoga I, I literally do like a dynamic um class and i think remember your body is not just made up of your body your body is made up of your thoughts your body is made up of your food um and i think that's what you also we also need to remember we also need to remember you know if you're a bit like me and you notice how fly away you are then in terms of working your body it's about grounding the body right and likewise if we know a little bit stagnant sometimes and we sit down quite a lot then this is important to stand up so it's not about running marathons or you know or any anything it's just about understanding that there's what does your body need mm. yoga's i'm gonna always big up yoga and say yoga will provide you of a lot of stuff that you need to strengthen your body oh man Let's see. Thank you so much. <clears throat> I'm just learning so much. Like you're opening my mind and and I see so many <laughs> things. Um, okay. I said I was gonna let you go, but I have one more question. No, um, of course. <laughs> I have one more question. But like, uh, when and, and I, I I don't know like if you ever experienced this, but like you know, being so open, being so you know elevated like when things that happen that scare you um how do you handle those okay the, the, the hilarious thing is right if my family ever saw this <laughs> and saw that you called me elevated they would they would either be laughing <laughs> or they would run out the room and be like are you talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is it's, it's an understanding it's, sorry I, I was just thinking right. that in terms of fear, is it fear you were right, talking yeah. about? You know, anything, we're, a lot of us, when we're in a state of stress, and a lot of us are state in a stress, mm -hmm. that basically means you're in a survival mode, means you're living to survive. And you can equate that to when we were doing that in the cavemen days, right? where everything was on edge, you had to be alert because your life was in danger all the time. I face fear differently when I know that I'm in fight or flight when I'm in stress or when I'm not stressed because it comes up and it shows up in very different things. You know, if I haven't found balance in myself, if I know that I'm overly tired, I'm stressed out, and then I'm dealing with something that's uncomfortable and fearful mm -hmm. and I'm not looking after myself, then I my for me I get a lot of anxiety so it's 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 more so that I can't stay still but that really is a very low level of consciousness you know when I sit down and pause and I realize what is happening then I'm not saying 
the the feelings of fear and feeling uncomfortables don't affect mm -hmm. me because I see them and I know that they're there. I'm just giving space not to react no. immediately. And I think this is the main thing is that quite often what we do, because we're in that survival mode, we get a stimulus, we get information, we react. Mm. We get something, we react. There's no space, yeah? We're on survival, we're on this autopilot. Mm. What's happening when we slow down is that an information is coming in. Wow, it's hit me. Oh, I'm feeling mm. this. Oh, it's making my heart go. It's, but I'm not gonna react because I know if I react like this, that's not out of love. And if I react like this, maybe, you know, maybe it will, will help both of us in the thing. I'm not saying I always get that right. Mm but I'm saying this is what it allows you to do. It's the simple things. It's providing space so that these heavy emotions aren't controlling your life. They're not, they're always gonna be there because we're humans and we want to, you know, we don't wanna be adverse to feelings. We wanna feel, this is the part of our mm. life. But, but we need to, yeah, but we are always gonna feel, but it's just how we perceive them whether we're tied to them, whether we're attaching to them. Yeah, saying that I feel fear, that I'm not angry, or I feel angry, I'm an angry person. No, in that moment in time, your body reacted through fear or being because you felt survival. Give it a little bit of time and then react. And, and that for me is, again, like I said, it's not always, I don't always get the right balance and quite often I do overreact, but I think we all develop this level of awareness to to recognize, oh, okay, I am accountable to that. I put my hand mm. up. Whereas before you'd think, no, I'm a sprite run. I'd be like, no, actually, I didn't act. I, I didn't respond to that. I reacted. And now giving it a bit of space, you know, and that for me, hopefully that you answers totally your answer, question. You know, all these things you're saying, I'm saying like, so are you going to write a book now? You got to write a book. <laughs> No, the, the thing, the interested in, like, I write, and I love to write, not just poetry and spoken word, I'm in the moment now of, like, really writing, I want to write about this stuff, and I'm, I'm coming from a place where, you know, I'm not a writer, I feel like I can't even spell, like, I know, but do you know what I mean? It's the case that I need to remember that people see me in this light feeling, do this and do that, but... My self-growth is that I have to be confident. I've, I've just developed confident of speech. You know, everybody feels like I'm confident. That's taken a long time. Mm. Right, I've got that going. So I will do it. And I absolutely will not use this as an excuse <laughs> because that could be an excuse as well. Um, but just know it's coming. All right. There's a lot of things. All right. Okay, so there's the, there's the other choreography thing. There's the book coming. Whenever all the, any of all those come out, it would be great to have you back in the sanctuary. Let's see. Thank you so much for sharing and for opening my eyes to so many Thank things. Uh, I, it was great to have you in the sanctuary today. Thank you so much. You've got an amazing heart. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Mm -hmm.